You know what? They are not yeah, wrong. I see that. They're feisty <laughs> over there. Look at that list. They're like, come on. <laughs> and then they're coming up with all kind of excuses, excuses for us. Casey talking no. about they must have the Monday blues. No, oh, we see no you. We see there's you, no Casey. Excuses. Yeah. Our, our pattern of behavior here is completely indefensible. Let's be clear about that. We're sitting here <laughs> talking about the way the rain it's the side of a building. Seriously, yeah. that's what we were doing. It oh, I got Lyle is back. What up, Lyle? Okay. <laughs> Why does the barber always get the first word? What's that all Man, because you know what? He's in charge of keeping us looking good, TK. That's why. I guess. I <laughs> that's guess, why. Yeah. Jim says it's raining and eerie. We're actually going to talk about football today. We got some good football subjects here. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it's the rain is coming through uh, yeah. for sure. Yeah, uh, it's weird though. I was just telling Moan, it's like you look at the radar and it looks like chicken pox. There's like, there's, <laughs> there's, there's rain and then there's beautiful and sunny and everything else for about five minutes and then really strange. Yeah, no doubt about it. That's how it was here, DK. You want to, you know what? Let's talk more about that after I hit this bell. You cool with that? Oh, okay. Fresh seven three two just told us rock the bells, man. You All ready right. for this one? Let's do that. Let's do that. There we go. Three two. Today is Monday, June 26th, yeah. and on July 26th, the Pittsburgh Steelers will be bringing, I was going to say carrying their TV sets, but that's not how it goes anymore. Right? You <laughs> not guys, anymore. You guys used to impress us with these awesome feats of strength carrying these gigantic 63-inch uh, plasmas into the into the dorms. They were bigger than the dorms themselves. They were, DK. <laughs> God, it bring back memories, man. 26, uh, the 26th of July. I honestly feel like we've started on the 26th of July numerous times. I think the earliest we started was like maybe the 22nd or 23rd, DK, when we had those uh, – I think we had the Hall of Fame game and stuff. Gosh, man. I uh, that, that almost brings back some PTSD, DK. Because what would have happened, because hear me out, what would have happened at the end of minicamp, I'd have had our family vacation planned or I'd have gone a week of training to set a real good baseline with my trainer here in Nashville, and then I'd have had a vacation like the week after. But it would have only have been from like Wednesday to Sunday. Can't do a whole week, DK. I got to get back to training because the job is why I'm able to go on vacation. And my family understood that. Yeah, that's that's part of the whole. I think with any job where you're you're expected to not work something that's basic nine to five. Yeah, there has to be an understanding, and it's not just the wife; it's it, it's the children, or it, it can be in the reverse too. It can be the wife that's asked to do that, uh, that that's tasked with that sort of responsibility, and it can be the husband that it's at home. So it, it's there, there's a lot that goes into it. Moan, I, I'm looking forward to football. I'm looking forward to getting real uh, yeah. in the trobe. But I'm also looking forward to your response to this question. Okay. And that is this. If this offense is going to take off, and I think we'll agree that the offense is going to be the linchpin for this in one direction or the other. Yeah. Okay. If the offense is going to take off, what is one surprising variable that could rise up? And 
anybody should know here, by the way, I don't prep moan for this stuff. No, you didn't. You <laughs> see me squint my eyes there. It's like, yeah. let, me get my, let me get my brain computing here. Okay. What surprising variable will need to take place? Like, what is the one thing where you go, oh, I didn't see that coming, but that's made a real big difference. Oh, okay. For this football team offensively. Okay. Uh, what's one variable that has to show up to make this team go? Mm-hmm. An offensive Surprising surprise. Variable. Yeah, like um, you can't say Isaac Selmalu is going to be a good left guard. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, me is this, and it, it plays two ways, DK. Hear me out as I go through this. It really is. Um, I think Calvin Austin Jr. being a great return man and also getting reps on offense. I think if we get hidden yardage with him, as far as him staying healthy, staying on the field, DK, because this is what we want to speak about, right? What has to happen is, and I see the Canada, the comments coming in. That would be a surprise. <laughs> I know, but but hear me out. I feel like sometimes you got to overcome coaching. I feel like I've heard that a time or two, okay? Shout out yes. to Nick Walco, a new member too, by the way. But it's yeah, this. welcome, Nick. I say this. Having those hidden yardage be a part of your offense Calvin, and maybe it's not every game. Maybe it's two or three. No, no, no. Give me six, seven times this year to where this offense starts on the, about the, the 40 because of Calvin Austin Jr. Or Calvin Austin the third. Oh, field position. Field position and also running him out there, DK, and okay. it not being the most obvious thing because if he's good on special teams, meaning those that hitting yardage, then we're a whole lot better or you trust him a whole lot more with him being yeah. on the field too. Because think about this. Let me let I me break it down. One surprise second. me. Let okay. me let me. Go because ahead. he has the ability to have the ball in his hand anytime it's kicked off, right? Whether it be punt return, whether it be kickoff return. If he shows the ability to not turn the ball over at right. his size, and I say that respectfully because he's played football all his life. Size has always been a question for him. But in the NFL, when having those grown men run into him and uh, and swipe at that ball and him not have turnovers, give us really good field position and also get offensive play reps because we have a one and a two wide receiver. We really don't have a three, okay? We really don't. Now, I know what you're going to say. Pat is it. Najee is it. Jalen is it. No. Give me that third wide receiver and it be a fast scat guy like Calvin Austin. Well, I'm going to – there's a couple others that popped up in here along the way, and, and I like this point that's made too here is we need yards after the catch. That, that's a, that's a, yes. a, a broader concept, but it's totally true. You can't have your alleged number one wide receiver running backward. No. Uh, you can't have situations where the guy is – the guy makes the catch, but he's down right after that. I mean, you mm -hmm. can say, all right, well, great. It was an eight-yard catch. We'll take it. Uh-uh. Not over the course of a long season. You can't do it. George has to break his tackles. Allen Robinson's going to have to break his tackles. It's not just about yep. Deontay, okay? And it can't just be just about Calvin Austin and, and our daydreaming about what he can do. Or hoping George is going to be an acrobat every single game. That's yeah. not reality. A 30-yard catch is a 30-yard catch, whether it's thrown 30 yards or whether it's thrown five yards. And this receiving group, in general, needs to become much more adept at that. And you know what? I'm not going to omit Pat Fryermuth from this because he's capable of it as well. Yeah. He has enough open field for a guy, an open field speed for a guy his size. I don't know that Darnell Washington does, but Darnell Washington can just have people fall but, off. But to your point, though, Darnell Washington can get you 30 yards. 
on the catch, right? You're talking about, though, that yak, that George Kittle breakthrough. We're talking about that uh, Jefferson from Minnesota, that breakthrough, like when Odell was really crushing it, him running up and down the field. If you think your guys have the speed and the athletic ability to get this done, that to me has to be one of the most surprising, uh, another surprising element to this offense. My bad. I didn't mean to cut you off right there, DK. No, that that actually, it, it fortifies the point. I, I just think that, there's a combination of a couple of things that we've hit on here between you and the viewers chiming in. Uh, one is field position, which I, I don't yeah. think gets addressed enough as a shortcoming for where the Steelers have been for the past couple of years. Yeah. Okay, They get nothing out of their return games. Okay, And they'll end up starting most of their drives at their own 20, at yeah. their own 15. 25. And you look down there and you go – Okay, all they got to do is go the entire length of the field. And you know that that's very hard to do in the National Football League, even for an elite offense. You got to start better. So I love that point. Uh, But I love the yards after the catch. That's. Yes. Yak has to be true. Uh, really, really good this year, DK. And let me, let me, let me expand upon what you just said a second ago about starting at where you're given, meaning punts, you get the 20. Okay. And on kickoff returns, you get the 25. I think all of them's a 25 now, isn't it, DK? Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, with, with that being said, when we were real cocky on offense and we were running that style of offense, that 30 points a game era, right? Mm-hmm. We would get the ball at the 20 or the 10 or even the five and be like, bleep it. <laughs> Let's just go. But I don't know if this squad is there yet as an entire offense. I know they have. They I, can't be. They can't. Isaac is good. Chooks has been around for a while. James and Mason Cole have been around for a while. So they'll drag the young guy, Dan Moore, with them. But it was we had a mindset because we were conditioned to be like, screw it. We start at the five. That just means we get 95 yards up and down the field. I don't know if that group is here yet. And I'll say that with a lot of respect because you have to go through a lot of stuff. You have to be in tune one another. And I always bring this up. You have to be very transparent with one another when you're trying to accomplish stuff. This team, I don't think offensively is there yet to say, hey, man, you sucked right here. Okay? Hey, Mon, I need you to do a little bit better right here. Ow, bro. Come on, man. Hey, I've seen Pounce and Al have real curse word go back and forth with each other conversations. But guess what? It was respect. It was my bad on the mic. It was respect. It was a whole lot of transparency. And it came from a place what doggone it. I just want to win and you want to win. So in order for us to be that good, we got to be able to talk like this. And I don't think that team is there just yet. Again, DK, we know what this team is highly talented offensively, but it's, mostly inexperienced, too, or a lot of different pieces. You got Mason Cole and you got James Daniels, what, in second year of being here with this team. I expect them to be a little bit more comfortable, but think about how long we were together, DK, before you you were even like, y'all need some time apart. That's a real thing. <laughs> it absolutely is. You know, I, I just feel like the, Brent actually summarizes this pretty well. He says, I don't even really know why. I feel good about this team. There's no rational reason, but it seems like we're going to be good. Well, Brent, you're 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 a month out exactly yeah. to the date from reporting uh, for yeah. training camp. So that's actually a healthy uh, emotion to have in place. But there's a lot of questions here. You know, Josh 
says here, weren't they like the best offense with longest drives last year? Well, yeah, okay. but you don't want that. Go ahead, Moan. No, you just said it. I was just yeah, gonna, like, like, again, that's not a Josh, skill you want. The other Joshua Dobb, not my former teammate involved, okay? <laughs> not yeah, the guy yeah. in Cleveland. But this is like, it's okay to live that life. If you have the mindset to do it every single week, even with us sometimes, it'll just be like, man, get it to the 35 so Swish can, can punt it. Like, that's a real thing too, right, DK? To go 95 every single game, one, mm-hmm. that's a lot of plays on your body. What do we keep talking about with this team? Chunk plays, right? They have yep. the ability. Chunk plays make your day at the office a whole lot better. So, Josh, you're not wrong in saying they've done it and they did it well. Good. But let's not live that lifestyle because we got to be able to ring up the scoreboard. And then, of course, if we stall out or there's a turnover on one of those long drives, you get no points. And you also milk the clock. And do we trust Matt Kennedy yet to call tight situational plays? Not yet. No. (laughs) Not yet. And and we're going to end this this segment on a really real good question, DK. Let's go. Down note here from Mike Smith. Yeah, but he's here. Mike's about to kill it. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. Watch this. Throwing outside behind the line of scrimmage doesn't fool anyone. Quick screen. Wah, wah. Because that's what you're picturing in your head, isn't it? You're you're picturing that wide receiver screen that goes nowhere. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I did used to fall in love with this too, with those quick outs right there, DK. But this is why it worked for us. We had a guy that could stretch the field and like Martavis or Mike Wallace or some guy of that sort, you say, you know what? If they do bite on the quick out, somebody is going to blaze them down the sideline. We've yet to actually see that be the case, too. We've seen Earl, a.k.a. Heath Miller, do that type of uh, play down the field. Right, DK, where they do a fake out and Heath is down the middle of the field? We've yet to see that. Earl as a nickname will Earl Miller. never be topped. Earl <laughs> Miller, baby. Ever, ever Earl Miller. When we come back, we're going to partake in the only segment that matters. That's all. Hey, moan, good people. At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. See, the thing is, we had the segment going in one direction. Okay? (laughs) They came in and took it in another direction. And this is why this, this, you know, I was talking to Ryan Shazier over the weekend. I told you he's now next door to us. Mm -hmm. And Ryan's got his own podcast. Yes, he does. And he's seen what we do. Okay. He's seen our show. And he he really liked this live format. Now, when I did the show with Ryan, not this, but just just, we just did like a special show about the opening of the UFC gym last week uh, here in downtown Pittsburgh. And and he was like, I I really liked having those fans come in. And a lot of them were our people, you know, subscribers. They just saw something that was like, all right, cool. This is great. Wow. Ryan Chazier is on here. This is awesome. Yeah. And he was like, how do I do that? So I said, come on over. We'll show you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's, 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 it's the live format is just, we said it the first time we did it. Remember it was like, whoa. Yeah, I know. And we thank you guys. 
That's <laughs> a lot as I read Bob's right. Shrine Hurst comment. What did he say? I got post-traumatic Canada syndrome. Oh my oh, gosh. Man. Uh I want to go somewhere real quick, DK, man, from my guy Hovane. Okay. Uh it's right here. I had a start, man. He's like, bro, y'all forget about Tavon Austin. He was small too. Facts. I think the separator is this, DK. You've you've laid more eyes on him than I have to. And I saw somebody else say this that Calvin Austin was a yak monster when he was at Memphis. He was good at it. But I'll, I'll correlate it to one person real quick before you roll, DK. One, I think Calvin is a little bit more slender when it, than Tavon was. I think T- yes. Tavon had a little bit more bulk. And, again, Calvin has that ability to do that too. And the other thing is this. When you come into the league and you don't get that first year under you, y'all know how pressure is, right? If you're not right-minded, pressure busts pipes. What we're hoping from Calvin Austin is what? We have the ability – to see him actually get out there and stay on the field and not have another setback. His thing, if I'm not mistaken, was a foot, DK, this it last was, year. Yeah, it, w- it was the Liz Frank injury. So I'm, I'm hoping that that was his one off that he'll get. And I do believe, uh, my brother, uh, Hovain, that he's able to actually get out there and we can say, I'm not denying him or I'm not one of those guys that's saying he can't. I just got to see it. And most times when guys have that first year big injury like that, it does still set him back, and then you find guys trying a little bit too hard to do normal stuff. So I'm hoping he can breathe a little bit and just make plays for us. Yeah, that's that's the thing is what he has, uh, what he has, uh, Calvin Austin. If you look at his college, and remember that's all we have. Yeah, it is. Okay, uh, they're impressed with him uh, when they see him in OTAs and minicamp, and even though he's not, he, he told me himself in a pretty stark admission. He said, "I'm not going 100 percent." Right now, it doesn't mean he's not healthy 100%. He said, I'm just, I'm not doing things that would risk it from a football standpoint. I want it to just keep getting stronger and stronger and stronger until we get to Latrobe. Yeah. Pro. He's yeah. learning how to be a pro. And he said, uh, you know, he said that he feels like he has his speed back. Um, I have a good story to share with you, though. Oh, he's let's out, run he's, it. He's out there one day. This was in uh, OTAs. This was before minicamp. And Patrick Peterson's telling this story where he says Calvin Austin is uh, they told him to to go cover Austin. Okay, this was actually early in OTAs, right? Yeah. So the veterans out there, he's thinking, you know, I don't know who this guy is, rookie, whatever else here. And Calvin Austin just (laughs) (laughs) and Pat Pete turns around to everybody else, goes, Y'all didn't tell me about this. You didn't tell me about this. Uh, <laughs> he burned him, DK. <laughs> oh, oh, what yeah. a joy that guy is, by the yeah. way, Mom. Yeah. To be around. Yeah, he's, he's got funny story for everything. He's a funny dude, man. Rob from the uncle table, man. I see that. Hey, Mom, you stay in touch with D. Gray. Uh, Derwin Gray, so we speaking of. He was here in Nashville for a little while. We talked a little bit. I was trying to help him understand how podcasting goes, DK. So mm-hmm. I was passing some nuggets on to him, but I hadn't recently spoke to him. So, Rob, I hadn't. If you have time, I said, well, I think he was with Birmingham Stallions in the uh, USFL also. So I, I kept up with him, but I hadn't talked to him. Nick Walkos finally catching the show live. We've heard from two or three of you today. It's actually kind of cool that people think that's a thing. You can watch it anytime. Yeah, live is but, better though, DK. You, yeah. Well, they made the opening segment. <laughs> that's very true. That's you very know, true, if you want to become a member like Joe Dreyer just did, uh, <laughs> just go to dkps.net slash join. Same thing applies to, to, uh, to, to Steeler fan 1933 here. Um, if you're l- looking at what that appears 
like on your screen. It's dkpsrightthere.net slash join. Matthew Baldwin uh, comes in with a contribution, which is appreciated. And also, and handsome DK. Dude, we were going to read your question regardless. Yeah. <laughs> Any love for the Maulers? I'll ask you that one first, Moan. Any luck for the Maulers? Uh, for yeah, some, I guess that oh, answers oh, oh, that. Pittsburgh Maulers. Oh, um, you just answered the question. Any love? I mean, of course. Any uh, any any love for the Maulers, man? Uh, handsome DK. When did you become handsome? Last week, and you couldn't even get Dolly. Now you're handsome. I'm telling you, we're not starting this again. Come on, DK. <laughs> hey, shout out to the Pittsburgh Maulers. Uh, Hines is coaching that team, if I'm not mistaken, too. I think Joey was on staff. I thought maybe uh, I hadn't called a lot of games. I'm be honest with you. I've been out of the house a whole lot on weekends. Uh, That's on me. You using the name Pittsburgh and you're playing your games in Canton. Yeah. That's grounds for a lawsuit. I'm sorry. Get the hell out of here with that. I I have no use for it whatsoever. (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't mean to be whatever. I just, I'd never heard of something so brazen. No. It's, it's they're expensive. using they're using they're using city names. Are you serious? And you're playing all your games in some little high school stadium, and nobody's even going to those. Like, they're trying to there. treat it like college, I guess. It's trying to give it an attachment to a city or something. They're piggybacking off the NFL cities. Yeah, I mean, they could have just called them like whatever, just call them nicknames or something. But attaching cities to them is is just yeah. pretending. I, I just. I have no use for it. We don't cover them at all. I heard I heard uh Memphis Showboats uh have a game and you know who's the head coach of that team, right? I don't. Todd Haley. Oh, really? <laughs> so with their with their operation, they allow microphones to be on the coaches and in the huddles. And he gave out a call one day that was verbatim the exact call we had when he coached us, man. Coaches don't train just stripes for the most part, man. And uh, I could have ran that play for Coach Haley right then and there. Mark McCoy comes in with our first hey Moses. Hey Moan, do you think Glenn Thomas will take over the offensive passing scheme? Mark, is that before or after the statue carving? And after the uh, he get from the uncle table, but I won't mess with him because it's like he got on the jujitsu outfit. So I'm gonna leave Mark alone. <laughs> uh, I'll say this: I know this about Coach Tomlin as much as I possibly can. When it comes down to him having a collaboration and with his coaches and how they uh, play call and work together. I would expect Glenn Thomas to be all over that offense. My thing is this, how much of an ego does Matt Canada have to actually let down his shield and allow him to be a part of it? Coaches want all the credit uh, when it comes down to that offense is working. And you know what? Truthfully, I don't blame him. Glenn Thomas probably has the ability to interject one or two schemes and concepts, but it'll be Matt Canada now if the passing scheme don't work and it's Glenn Thomas's. Are we going to blame him? No, we won't. Just me and Matt Canada gets fired, probably. No, Glenn Thomas is the greatest offensive coordinator of our time. Uh, Jonathan Wynn says, hey, Moan. Oh, wow. Who would be your Hall of Fame presenter if you got in? First and foremost, it's very, very honorary honorary of you for for you to say that. Um, Let's go ring of of fame first in Pittsburgh before we talk about that. Marquesas now. uh, it might be Mike, but for myself, it'll be Pounce. He know the most about me, been around me the in, my entire time, uh, saw my ups and downs, saw all of my playmaking ability and, and just me as a teammate. So it would have to be Marquise. It's going to be well, interesting. He'll already be wearing a yellow jacket. Yeah, he already going to have he, his he, yeah. on. It's, that's proper, right? <laughs> 
I want to know who he going to do for his. I called him yesterday. He called me back today. You know how you hate playing phone tag and stuff? Yeah, I yeah. I called my guy back. I should have called him on live right now. Hmm. Mark Sapkovich just became a member, and for that reward, he gets somebody to pronounce his name correctly. How about you that? You know that, Sapkovich. You like I that? said it right, right there. The yeah, whole awesome. world will be pronouncing all of our names correctly soon, Moan, because we've now taken over both men's tennis and men's basketball. Okay, let's be clear on that. There you go. There you go. Next up, world domination. Ryan way, is in a feisty mood. Go ahead. By the way, Luka Doncic, by the way, you remember how much he wanted to go home? Well, you're talking about Nikola Jokic. Nikola Jokic. Yeah, yeah. Nikola Jokic. you're getting them all messed up. I am all messed up right now. Stereotyping them. I see. Remember... Anyway, he was talking about how ready he was ready to go home. He was like, I just want to go home. Yeah, yeah, Did yeah. you see him in Vegas, though? He oh, yeah. wasn't thinking he about home. He was happy home. to stick around. Yeah, he was, <laughs> he was happy was, to stick around. This parade stuff is fun. Like, yes, it is, man. He didn't want to go back home. Ryan comes in with a total troll job here. Wants to know what that $73 symbolized. I'll never live that one down. Hey, man, that just means a whole lot of love, Ryan. That's all that is, man. Took took me a full day. Yeah. It, it did here. Oh, um, we've got we've got other people still coming in with, like Josh says, what about the Maulers in the U.S. Pittsburgh? Well, they're not Pittsburgh anything, Pittsburgh says. They're not Pittsburgh. They don't even know where Pittsburgh is on the map. They've never been here. It's in Canton. Yeah, I mean, that is not Pittsburgh. They're not a Pittsburgh team in any way, shape, or form. And I'm telling you, we could sue the whole league. The city could and use that money and put it to good use around here, you know? That's real. That's real, DK. Uh, Uh, Our guy. Jake wants to donate 73 cents. Yeah, I see how that's going. Matter of fact, Jake, we don't want want to take it if you're having a hard time. Hey, look, we'll get that back, man. Come on now. The barber's catching on. Reverse <laughs> by, the way, by the way, Luka Doncic is technically, he, he represents Slovenia, which is a different country. His father yeah. is of Serbian origin, and I'm sure that 100% of his basketball genes came from the father. So let's be real, real clear about that. Nice. Okay, for sure. <laughs> this is funny right here from Antonio. I said they had to you know, reference to Calvin Austin. They had to apologize to Pat P about, him put, about putting him on uh, Calvin Austin. Oh, they did. <laughs> they did. Guy. You know, good for them. I, I mean, I, that's that's outstanding. The whole thing was outstanding here. Uh, I want to say that okay. we had somebody offering us a suggestion here. Oh, here she is. Yeah, Rebecca wants to know what's going on with the three chefs because Rebecca understands that the bills have to be paid. And yeah. therefore, therefore, Rebecca will understand that at the get-go cafe and market, quality is at the core of every menu item. The three expert chefs fine-tune every detail so that every sub, burger, salad, wrap, drink, and app is crafted for craveability. Order your favorite entry at the Get-Go Cafe and Market today. Better believe it. And if you don't, I'm going to turn this into a wrap. And I'm going to wrap. And it's going to be really bad. And that's not wrap like W-R-A-P. It's wrap as in R-A-P. And it's going to be oh. more abundant. Okay. Was that Nothing a dad even joke? rhymes with moribund. Was that a dad joke right there, DK? Because <laughs> you're out here yeah, like they're... like Paul Ski Five Cents, three get-go shelves, like three Canada plays, jet sweep, run, pass outside to the numbers. <laughs> Jeez. Has there ever been a more dislike OC? 
I, oh, I can tell you that the Pirates hitting coach has passed him up right now this summer. No way. Oh yeah, it's 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 bad. Oh, I mean, they they can't score runs at all. This guy is just is my guy O'Neill Cruz coming back soon though. We hope so. You know, he hopes so. But you know, when you you mess up your ankle that badly, you know, and it 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 comes close to separating in a certain part. Yeah, yeah. you're in for you're in for a. What, you're what's in for up a with these time. tall, lanky guys? Doesn't Cincinnati yeah, have Ali, Ali Cruz? Yeah, Dela Cruz. Golly, yeah. go yeah. ahead. Yeah, it's yeah, amazing. Go. Jonathan Wynn says, "Hey, Moan, the NFL allowing a third quarterback to make the game day roster makes this irrelevant. But just for fun, who would be?" The Steelers' emergency quarterback, meaning if if Mason wasn't getting a hat, uh, the, the I always wish the Steelers. Heath, yeah, I always wish Heath could have gotten was, a shot back in the day. It was yeah, it was Heath with us. Um, it would probably be another tight end. Most tight ends have probably played it. Uh, I'd almost honestly put Najee at quarterback and put him in a wildcat situation. Well, this is what's most likely to happen. Okay, we can talk about it. Who was Heath third, for us? Is. Yeah, and before that, it was Antoine Randall. Obviously. Yes, it was. Um, and boy, could he do it, <laughs> you know? Uh, and as I'm thinking right now through the roster, I don't know that I have that answer, but again, it does have, you know, so it does have. Uh, well, here, Polly comes in and says, Zach Gentry, like you said, Moan, uh, tight ends tend to have those traits Skill because sets. they they have well they have that body frame too yeah. zach gentry six foot eight and if you could get yourself a six foot eight quarterback you'd be happy to to do that you know yeah. what i mean yeah absolutely brent wants to see darnell washington in quarterback just so that they would scare them off on, they wouldn't brent even try crazy. to tackle them yeah come on man what you got going on you just want to see a show out there brent that's all that is uh, I got one for you from my guy uh, Marvin Senior. He also asked to call him Marvin Senior, and was I was I coming to a uh, camp? Uh, I won't be at camp. I have other obligations this summer. But the best thing I remember about Latrobe was breaking from camp my first year and realizing that I had a real shot to make the team. Mm-hmm. By the end of training camp that year, I had caught a stride with one on ones, which is the biggest test for OL. And run blocking. Those were also the times too, DK. We had real tour days. We were practicing at like 8:30 in the morning, done by 10, break, and then be right back out there at 2:55. By the end of the camp, those young guy practices to me, I won't say they were light work, but they were more or less just like I caught a stride and I was just like, I, I got a real good chance. And that's when Willie Cologne was coming to put his arm around my shoulder and Coach Tomlin actually caught me one night, didn't catch me. Uh, we all go to snack, and he came out as he was walking out in the weight room. In Latrobe, the weight room faces the fields. And uh, he came up out of there right. as he saw me walking up the steps. He was like, young fella, come here. I was like, okay, what's Coach T? I'm cornered by myself. All my other teammates kept walking. He just wanted to talk to me. I'm like, oh, hell, what's going on, man? And uh, he was like, big fella, how you think you're doing? It's like, uh, humbly, I think I'm doing pretty good. He's like, yeah, you are. Keep doing that thing, okay? You got a real good shot. And I was like, I'm not even hungry no more. I can go back to the room. Heck, you fed, you filled me up, man. That was by far one of my best ever mm-hmm. conversations of being the undrafted was having Coach Tomlin get off of his workout and say, big fella, how you think you're doing? I said, I think I'm doing pretty good. He said, yeah, you are. And I was that's like. That's so good. Like, uh-huh. that's. 
and there's nothing like positive reinforcement. Oh, I got chills thinking about yeah, this. Yeah, it, it, it hey. any, anybody who, who in any walk of life, whether it's occupationally or otherwise, there's nothing like positive reinforcement. It's so true. Darren Watt he did. Uh, lets us know that Hodge dropped 20 memberships. Uh, that is absolutely incredible. He did. Uh, when, uh, we're hearing that from other people here, and they're all fleeing from the uncle's table as if it's on fire. They are. They are to man. come over there. Uh, that that's really really neat here. Uh, Mark Lancaster wants to know what the memberships count is now. He says it's got to be close to six hundred. I'm not sure about that. We can check with the boss. Yeah. Uh, what the exact number is, uh, but we were around five hundred because we dipped below it because these gift memberships yeah. after one month, God bless them, but after one month they just they just expire. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Boy, I had some good ones here. I'm going to make sure that I can find them here. I know. Oh, yeah. You guys are sending yeah, them in. Y'all were ready for yeah. Monday. Sticky says, hey, Moan, outside of the O-line guys, what was your favorite positional group to be around? Um, Favorite positional group to be around on our team? Mm-hmm. Running backs? They always really? had a – yeah, man. Okay. They they always had a, a, a funny guy in the room, whether it was D'Angelo, Roosevelt, Knicks, Le'Veon was a jokester. Uh, Rashad Mendenhall was a joke. So the running backs were always super cool. Them and the, I'd almost say the tight ends were more business-like. That, that, that's mine. You can't yeah, take mine. They, yeah. More, <laughs> it would be the running backs, man. The the battles we have, the D-line wouldn't allow us to be all cordial like that. Like, I honestly do think for a while we were on separate teams until Sundays a lot of the times we were teammates, man. I just don't know that people can appreciate how – Forgive the pun here. How tight the tight ends are yeah. as a group. Uh, they support each other in a way that's difficult to describe. Yeah. Okay, these are people who bash sleds by yeah, day. Okay, mm-hmm. they actually mm-hmm. look forward to the games on Sunday so that things can get easier on them. Yeah. All yes. Right? They do. <laughs> yeah, they do. And when one of their own, when you see a Zach Gentry or a Connor Hayward or someone who's further down the depth chart make a play, all I'm hoping is that. I, I can see from the press box, or I'm hoping that the TV cameras will cut to the sidelines so that you can see the yeah. other tight ends going completely berserk <laughs> yeah. on the sideline. It's a great, great group. And this yeah. this group specifically, Pat Fryermuth, Zach Gentry, Connor Hayward, and then now Darnell, Darnell Washington. And they have, I can tell you, Darnell told me in the last week of minicamp, they have welcomed him with open arms. Awesome. They do not see him coming in and stealing somebody's job. They just see him as opening more opportunities for the rest of them. Because you know what? Yeah. He kind of will. Yes, he will, man. And, and this is why someone asked that question, like, does Zach Gentry get let go? And I say no steal. I don't think so. Because you even made that point, too. Almost mm-hmm. offensively, Connor Hayward is, is, is close to being positionless for a big guy than almost anybody ever has. And he he fills your special teams need. And I was checking this out, Moan, that the Cincinnati Bengals last year kept four tight ends on their roster. Mm -hmm. Now, they had tight ends who were capable of contributing on special teams. The Steelers, of course, kept the three. However, however, circumstances do change. Yeah. And and I really believe that. Let let me put it this way. If either – Friermuth or Washington were to go down, who would be the best equipped to take their place in terms of what they do in the regular offense? You said far from the yes, it's Gentry. Gentry. Yeah, oh, I, I yeah, wouldn't yeah, be yeah. lining up yeah. Connor as a regular no, tight end. No, 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 you're right. 
So uh, I just think I just think that there's I think he's in a good spot, and I also don't think he would have signed to come back here if he thought he wasn't. And I'll say this too: it's it's been rare I've ever seen a guy be a team dude and get cut too. The year they sent me to London, like I was just like, well, I know I'm making the team this year. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> when you're a rep for the team, that 2019 season when I hosted the NFL draft, like I was like, well, you can't fire me now. Like I, I hardly have ever seen a guy be on a, a scheduled release day, and he's a focal point on it really, and never and not make the team. It's that, that hardly ever really happens. Simon Peck asks, hey, Moan, so do the play actions probably return to the offense? Does that somewhat make up for Ben not being behind center? Uh, the play action, I think, has been there not as much. But you got to also think that you had a rookie quarterback that wasn't comfortable doing those things, too, or an offensive coordinator that wasn't comfortable with doing it. I say going under center, you'll probably see more of it. I, I'm, I'm hesitant to say Ben didn't want to. Uh, play they, action? No, under center. Oh, he as often, didn't want to. Come as on, often, you know whether okay. it be his age or <laughs> knees, whatever you want to call it, right? He didn't want to be there. But you got a young guy now that really has no questions about being under center and selling that like that, and especially this too, with the um, hopefully with the pass protection being a whole lot better, even better. I won't even say a whole lot better, even better. I feel better about it when you need those long blocking items, essentially with a guy like Darnell Washington on the edge too, right, DK? Yeah, you want him closing off that edge. That's something that Najee Harris has talked about. He thinks yeah. that the Steelers are really going to be utilizing the edges a lot more instead of just everything being boom, boom, boom. Now, look, if the boom, boom works, it's great. Yeah. Okay? But it doesn't always, you know. No, Hanover Fist says, hey, Moan, after an audible, how do the offensive linemen – know that each other are on the same page. You're already smiling at this. I am. Because cocky and a cocky uh, offensive line way of giving ourselves credit is because we're the smartest guys on the field, okay, Hanover? Okay, (laughs) let me just say that first. No, no, but the other portion of it is this, and I'm glad they don't have microphones on the entire time like those other leagues do. Truthfully, we tell the plays. Hey, uh, 34 gap, uh, uh, alert 76. Hey, 34 gap. Or let's go 76 slash 34 gap. Hey, 34. Moan, moan, moan. You, you, you. It would be like that. Moan, you're pulling. The dumb defensive players didn't know what we were saying, but it's like Chinese of them. They don't know what exactly we're doing, and we do so much crazy stuff. Like, you'd be surprised, y'all, how much we tell one another what to do because this is the, the, this is the, uh, the, the, the pro tip about that, too. They can know what you're doing, but can they actually stop it? That's what you're really getting yourself into. Yeah, it, it does come down to execution, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. You know, you'll you'll never hear any player go away from that. They'll never say, "Yeah, but if only this had been designed more, no. you know, more elegantly, or if it had been designed this way, it would have worked." Uh, uh-uh. uh. They knew exactly what they were supposed to do, and they knew whether or not they did it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Matthew Matthew Bunk says, "Hey, Moan, do you think the Steelers will?" Uh, give Pat Fryermuth a second contract. Easy. That's light work right there. This dude is one of the top 25 players under 25 or whatever his age is in the NFL in general. In the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's expected to have that type of season. He is one of those type of dudes. Is he a Kelsey Kittle type of tight end? No, he's not. But he's a name you know, and he has a very specific skill set that makes plays for this team. He was probably DK. According to numbers, wide receiver two last year let's be real about that like mm-hmm. george was up and down or whatever it was to the offense 
Pat is number two as it stands, or Najee, heck. That's right. Chandler Chase says, hey, Moan, what are the importance of the hot routes, and how would you, how many would you guys go into a game with? You don't do a whole lot in the game. I'll just say that first and foremost because hot routes is on the uh, backside of blitzes or not enough to block. Uh, if Ben saw somebody coming off the edge of safety shifting down, he give a signal or head nod, and that's the hot. Like, hot route isn't something that happens often. You got to be able to look for it, and the most important thing is don't miss the hot route because if the quarterback goes to throw it and you're not looking at him for the ball, All he's right, getting killed. Yeah, because they're <laughs> yeah. sending – hot route is for blitzes. They send more than we can actually block, so you send the guy usually down the seam or quick out to get the ball out of the out of your hand lifted ones comes uh comes at us from the uncle table which by the way is not a point of pride people don't be using it as some kind of uh like hey look at me uh, somebody said earlier uh here i am from the uncle table no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> we're, not, we're not giving that up here i yeah, uh, want no. to know where the steelers will finish in the afc north uh where will we finish i can see us finishing three i can see us finishing one I don't think we'd be last in AFC North, but I also say this too. It wouldn't shock me if all four teams in AFC North at least made it in the playoffs or had a bid or had a wild card. I the North is tough. I don't know a tougher division on the AFC side right now as far as overall equal talent. A couple more today. Sticky B comes in and says, Hey Moan, who do you think will be the hard work beats skill guy who emerges this year in Latrobe? It seems like every year there's at least one. There is always one. Uh, I'll tell you who it has to be, Mark Robinson. Oh, it's so true. Somebody else on here, I'm not going to be able to find it now, but predicted that Mark Robinson is going to start. And all I can say is I hope so. Yeah, that's from our guy, Hovain. Yeah, yeah, I saw it. Hovain said that, but I I was – yeah, there it is. All I can tell you, Hovain and everybody else, is that every question that I would ask about Mark Robinson came back with, work in progress we'll see he's got a long way to go he's got this and that tells me a couple of things one they legitimately see it that way i don't think it's an act and two they still see inside linebacker now as you know the the ryan shazier position okay where you've got to be able to cover predominantly you've got to be able to cover and until his pass coverage is there all of the the closing and the stuff that he does and the stuff that's going to impress us both in Latrobe and in the preseason games isn't going to matter to them. It just isn't. Yep. And I'm with you, Hovain. Like, I hope he is in a rotation. If mm-hmm. you had a Ron Shazier type on this team as it stands and you had Mark Robinson, those are your two starters right there because you love to have one with the other, a banger and a finesse guy, right, DK? That's what made Shazier and, and Ryan work so well. You mean in Vinny? In yeah. Vinny, yeah, 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 yeah Vinny, absolutely. Vinny, Vinny, yeah, that's yeah, that's something. I, again, Shazie and I were just talking about over the weekend uh, about the chemistry and about the way the position has changed over the years. His sentiments, not surprisingly, echoed a lot of what Vinny was sharing with you on this show a few weeks ago, where he just said, "You know, it's changed so much." And I, I said to him, "I go." Well, congratulations. I think you're the one who changed it. <laughs> yeah. the one. I mean, I told him, I said, the first time you walked in, uh, you know, first time you walked in and you get after you got drafted, we're looking at you, we're going, This is the safety. We're what they do with the linebacker. Exactly. Now we're talking about 
Now, Keanu Neal walks into the current locker room and you go, oh, okay, well, that's just the that's just the Shazier guy now. Yeah, exactly, man. And and that's what you want. I'm pulling for Mark Robinson, probably like everybody else. He's a speeding bullet with a whole lot of chaos, man. If he can just – I don't know what it is that he's working figure on. Figure it out, though. Because I'm not in there. I know. Go ahead, DK. Figure it out. This is where – look – they did something in Baltimore that worked. Now, it worked specific to the Ravens, okay? Mm-hmm. But they put Mark Robinson back there and, and DeMarvin Leal, and they said, listen, all we care about is that those dudes wearing purple don't run. Yeah. Okay, now that yeah. did not work at all the following week against Cleveland, even though they had Nick Chubb because the Browns continued passing and the Browns picked on him, okay, which was the right thing to do. It was smart on their part. But, man, figure out a way to use that talent, in yeah. your defense, even if you have to limit his scope. Yeah. Um, I see one that's very interesting, DK. And I, I, I just like that. I just, this is a good one. response here from Josh, who just says, channel yes. the chaos. That's it. That's, that's better than I put it for sure. That's what we're looking for. I, I even tell my son that my oldest, because he knows better. I was like, baseball, I was like, we need a little bit of anger with a little bit of focus and control. Give me those, DK utilize what's there when it's a real live weapon that's all i'm saying here he's a weapon these other guys with all due respect the cole holcombs and the landon roberts they're not this kid there we go dk speaking of which right here too and i think it's fair that we go where james lawson has us going dk okay because we do a lot of finger pointing okay this is a good one i think james is pretty much the self-checker here it's like all right y'all y'all i've had enough out of y'all Y'all want to talk about Matt Canada all you want to. Uh, and he asked the question, if you're listening to us, so is Matt Canada blame, to blame for the lack of execution? Very fair question. I think the issue with Matt Canada that we've seen and you guys have talked about for the most part is the actual call to execute. I think that's a separator in the two. Why are we tossing to the tight side whenever there's a wide receiver right there that's not primarily a blocker? Why are we doing an obvious end around? Why are we handing it to Najee on first and 10 or this play every single time? Najee lines up in an offset position while we throwing a screen every single time that he's over in those positions. Like the thing that worked well for Jalen was what? It's because nobody knew what Jalen was going to do. It became predictable to the guys he was trying to do stuff for. I think that's the problem with the execution, James. I'm not saying you're wrong. The players got to make plays and overcome coaching. But there is a such thing as only so much overcoming you can do at times. I'm not out on Matt Canada. I'm not. I'm hesitant to say what this year is going to look like because he has his quarterback, his offense removed from being a coach seem like he's got respect for him. I'm going to leave it at that. It's a complicated question. The, the best answer that I can attempt to offer to this is that it's never all of one thing or all of the other. Okay. Uh, when I speak with these players right now, what yeah. they say and that as they watch 2022 film, they don't look at it and say, well, these are just terrible plays. This is awful, whatever. They see their own mistakes, yeah. and they speak of them very bluntly, which I like. Now, execution, and Moan can correct me on this if I'm wrong, but this is just my understanding from talking to players for years. Execution comes down to if you to take your question literally, do you blame execution on Canada? That tends to come down to more to your positional coach. It does. Yes, it does. Okay. 
If, if you're not executing the play as it's designed, they're not, Mike Tomlin's not going to go to the coordinator. He's going to go to the offensive line coach or he's yep. going to go to the tight ends coach and say, hey, what do I got to do to make this play work here? Because your guy keeps missing the same thing again and again and again. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that comes down more to positional coaches. It's these players believe, I am just please trust me on this one. These players believe that their greatest shortcoming offensively in 2022 was execution. Okay. Okay. You, Ramon, I'm sure we are all right about the whole wide receiver this and you know, the, the yeah, screens yeah, and, and other yeah. crap. Okay. But let's see if you're going to expand an offense. You got to make sure you got these plays down first. Give me the bread okay. and butter ones. Yep. Got to have. Uh, I got one, DK. I know we're coming up on this. The uh, I think it's a good one to end on, unless you got another one. Go ahead. Go ahead. It came earlier, actually, from my guy Anthony Herman, and uh, he said, "Hey, Moan, and he put I the DK emoji. Yeah. Best day to go to St. Vincent after they have the acclimation period. Yeah. The, the first day of pads. Why, DK?" This- this is it because every every the place kind of it, it it thins out a little bit. You got more room to enjoy stuff. Uh, you get past the the some of the the tighter body language yeah. that's on the field. You start seeing more seven on seven, which is the fun real part, competition. By the way. Yeah, From the, lining up the middle of the field, deep balls. Um, you'll because there are fewer people in the stands with you at Chuck Knoll Field in those bleachers. You also can hear more yeah, you can. meaning from the field. It's a lot of fun. So what I if I would circle a date for you here, in fact, first full day of pads, DK. That's the one. Yeah. It's it's right in that range. I would say Tuesday, August 1, because in addition to everything else, this training camp, the Steelers are going to be taking Mondays off. The campus is just closed down. There's no practices, no nothing. So you'll see the freshest, best version of these guys. So that'll be our little secret (laughs) tip. I hated that, too. That when we had that acclimation period and then we get that day off before we go full pads, I'm like, oh, you want me to hell up so I can go kill somebody the next day, huh? Oh, (laughs) my God. But let me tell you this, though. Let me paint that picture for you, uh, Anthony. Uh, I'll just call you Tony, okay? Tony, this is what I'll tell you is this. You're probably going to see a couple skirmishes. We won't call them fights. Disagreements. You're going to see Coach Tomlin get real vocal. As as DK just said, it gets real loud out there. He's got to get you back up to speed. Yeah. He, he doesn't like losing the rhythm. Coaches wish you were out there all the time, 24 hours a day. And, and it's going to be – you're going to hear a bunch of click clacking. On that day, you got to label us August 1st, probably DK. This is the first day in pads. And now, you know what? We get juiced because of the crowd, too. Oh, my DK. Now, yeah. it's there's there's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff that goes on, but uh, yeah, Tuesday, August 1. And I, I know I'll be there on Tuesday, August 1. It's <laughs> one of my days that's on there, actually. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that one as well. Here, hey guys, this was wow. Yeah, I mean, Moan yeah. texted me during the break. He's like, "This is going great." I was like, "Yeah, yeah that's because yeah. they're driving it." You know, yeah. if you weren't a member yet, uh, 
take care of that. Don't wait for other people to buy you yeah, gifts. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Thank you, man. He just posted it right now. Hog is actually coming to camp, DK. There you go, right there. There you go. Passing out memberships go. and taking flights, DK. Uh, I'll tell you what. If you're booking hotels, I would step on that particular I'm gas real fast. Or yeah, uh, another pro there tip. are many out there. If you're staying for numerous days, there's Airbnbs too around Lake Trobe that you can get there to. There are, and they yeah. run only about 80, 90 bucks a night or something like that. So it's not super expensive. Yeah, it ain't bad. Uh, but yeah, dkps.net slash join, join is where you want to come in. Thanks to everybody who did join us today. Thanks especially Thank uh, to everybody coming in with the gifts. There was uh there were there were quite a few here today yeah. and, and we really appreciate it to say the least and here. jake had a good one too stay in monroeville that's not bad you got to go through the uh, tolls though that's the only little hiccup i guess yeah, monroeville the city that i grew up in uh, that's uh there's there's plenty of hotels there but you know what you got to take the turnpike to get there one way or the other so you, you might do. as well it's, it's it's one stop on a turnpike you go from the monroeville exit to the uh well it's two two exits actually have cash if you're going through the tolls i think it's like two bucks maybe nah, maybe not more. anymore man they're just they're stealing it right from your license plate Oh, are they really <laughs> dirty dogs they don't ask anymore <laughs> <laughs> dirty dogs dk that's everywhere now oh man but yeah that man. first day i can't that got me chills again dk wow yeah that's good stuff that's good stuff all right we will do this again tomorrow man, everybody yeah yeah i enjoyed it nothing after this outro nothing at all oh no no we're we're good no. Forever nice. and always, DK. What is it? What is it that you're actually it's holding? Just with? The Pittsburgh it's like a Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, paperweight that I have in my office forever and always. Oh, thank you to Rebecca who just got a membership too. By the way, what up, Becca? Wait a second. Let's hey. take her. let's let's get her up there. There she is. Yeah. Uh, what up, Becca? Nice Look to have that. you. You missed it, but you can always go back. A woman of her word. Yes, she is. Yes, she I is, like that. man. But Absolutely. we have. It's only about this rain. See, this is what I'm talking about. Like now, it's it clear. Was, it was raining. Now, yeah, the sun's about to come out again, and then probably like ten minutes later, it's just going to be like that for the next twenty four hours or whatever. Weird, Can we huh? still root for the Pirates while we're speaking about that too? I mean. If you can root for nothing to happen, yeah. <laughs> you said this is going to happen, DK. They have oh, four. I did, right? But even did. I didn't think. They have four guys in their regular lineup right now That's who are – are you ready for this? Yeah. Who are one for their past 101. Eey. You could literally send a cadaver <laughs> into the batter's box. That would do better than one for one hundred and one. Oh Lord, no! These, these aren't guys. these aren't the bench guys. No. These aren't the bench guys. These are the main. These are four <sighs> guys who are regularly in the lineup. Are one for one hundred and one. They are hurting right now. Is the comments coming in? <laughs> Amazing. Oh, we're going to rile them up with all this stuff. They're going to start talking about the hitting coach and how he's even worse than Matt Canada and all that other stuff. Oh, no. Let's do this again tomorrow, Moan. Peace. All right. Good night, everybody. Hey, you good people. Oh, no.